This is episode 24 of the Lumbar Trucking Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. So glad you could be here. I know it has been a little while. I got my boy out there in Vegas, Zoltan. Shout out. He's been hounding me for over a week now. Hey, man, when's the next episode going to drop? Pretty soon, people are going to start talking about you the same way you were talking about those YouTubers who built up their platforms and then just up and quit. Hey, man, you know that's not going to be me. But when it comes to this content, the podcast specifically, I almost need to let time go by so I can build up a stock of content to talk about or else I'd just be uploading five-minute clips every day that could just be describing wake up, get fuel, drive 10 hours, run, and go to sleep. And that's not necessarily the type of content that can capture the ears of an audience. But without further ado, let me bring you guys right back up to the same mile marker I'm at. I last left you off. It was 4th of July weekend. I hope you all had a very happy, safe, and fun 4th of July. I know I did. Spent a lot of time outside. Spent a lot of time drinking some bush light. Spent a lot of time on the water. Uh, Really fantastic. My wife celebrated a bachelorette party for a very good friend of ours out there in Vegas herself. I should have had Zoltan go over there and spy on them, but uh, oh well, missed opportunity. (laughs) Anyways, so after the 4th of July, I stayed an extra day on the 5th because I had to pick up my wife from the airport. And yeah, 4th of July hit me rough. It was one of those two-day hangover types. Uh, If you are younger than the age of 27, I can tell you now that those days are coming, the two-day hangovers. So like I, I, I say this quite often, just start mixing in those waters now, take a B complex, whatever you need to do, because the two-day hangovers, they come and they they don't leave as quick as you'd like them to. But so got to spend the day with her on the 5th and I was right back at it on the 6th, but I gave myself a short week. Why? Because I'm technically the boss. I found two really good paying loads and I just booked them back to back. Picked up on the 6th, went straight up north into Oklahoma, and then I grabbed something from Oklahoma and came right back that Friday. Spent another weekend at home. And then what was even better was that Friday, as I was getting unloaded on the 8th, I was in my truck looking at load boards. I was using the Truck Smarter app. And more on Truck Smarter at the tail end of this episode because I have an invite code for you guys. It is a fairly newer load board app that is uh, up and coming, and I have connected with their developers on LinkedIn. So I want to give them a mention at the end of the episode. But so I was on Truck Smarter, and it is a load board app that shows multiple different loads similar to the DAT or Truck Stop load boards, if you're familiar brokers put these loads on these load boards and that's where you can get the information regarding uh, where they're going where they're picking up from how much they pay the mileage the weight of the freight etc so i took a good look and just it took me all of 30 minutes i mapped out an entire next week my, my entire next week of loads and i called a broker because they were all through the same brokerage and it put me in one big loop for the next week good money low mileage the fuel has been coming down in this area of the country i've recently been getting diesel between for between 460 and 480 a gallon still not ideal still expensive more expensive than it was last year but for the way we underwrote our business and for how we cut our cost per mile this has been helping us a lot especially when it comes to booking freight so that entire next week i picked up a load from waco the distribution center there that 
I have taken loads for before for R&R Solutions. I swapped trailers, brought a Waco load right back up to Knoll, Missouri. From Knoll, Missouri, my next load picked up just east in Branson, Missouri. I had a fully loaded trailer full of bags of charcoal that went to a family dollar distribution center in Ardmore, Oklahoma, which is on the Texas-Oklahoma border right off I-35. There truly is nothing more patriotic than hauling charcoal in the midst of barbecue season. From there, I went 80 miles south to Carrollton, Texas, which is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And this next load, and this is just a general PSA to any owner-operator out there specifically hauling dry van freight these loads for international paper go short distances and pay very well now the pickup is very flawless and easy quick in and out but the delivery itself does take a little bit longer and i believe that that's why they do pay well they're almost factoring in the detention pay now it's it, it always sucks waiting at you know receivers but it's not like you're waiting at a door forever and you're curious what they're doing it's basically run off a first come first serve basis so it's really luck of the draw. The first international paper load I did, the delivery, I was there maybe 90 minutes, but that's just because there were no trucks there. This time I had a little bit of a line. They only have, they have three docks going at a time. And so you basically just wait in a line of trucks. And as one gets out, you go in. Um, the only thing that's weird is you go to this place and they make you put on pants. Look, I don't wear pants. I'm not a pants guy. Um, you know, we, we rock, you know, we rock shorts in this in this business you got to be you got to maintain comfort levels at all times and then they make you wear a hard hat they make you wear the reflective vest they want you to have either sunglasses on or some sort of safety glasses this place wanted you to have boots but he told me to give me a pass like buddy i don't work there you know you barely get out of the truck and they want you in all this safety equipment you know they like to claim oh it's for insurance or osha stuff but i've been to you know hundreds now of shippers and receivers and i could tell you none of that stuff matters and then they make you chalk uh two of the trailer tires they make you chalk, chalk two of the drive tires disconnect your air hose and then you can't wait with your truck you need to give them your keys and then they put it in a lock box so they do all this fucking nato level security bullshit while you're there they're all they're doing all they're doing is taking literally compressed pieces of cardboard and paper and they're just going to go get recycled they act like that place is fucking fort knox but i can't complain too much like i said those loads pay do pay very well so if you see them on there ch robinson is the broker they see they're who i see deal with the international paper loads, so they must have some sort of contract set up with them so keep your eyes peeled for those they are uh nationwide i spoke to another driver out there who was a company driver and he says he's gone out to multiple international paper places out in the carolinas so on and so forth so be on the lookout for those from there my next load picked up about an hour and some change away in simsboro louisiana now this is another load i've done in the past also through the brokerage ch robinson i picked up at our dog glass in simsboro louisiana and that goes right back to no shit six miles from my house these guys manufacture glass bottles that go to deep eddie vodka down there in central texas and i deliver them right right to a warehouse there and then from there i don't know if they make the vodka there if that's just simply a bottling facility but it was perfectly awesome so i brought it home on a friday 
It didn't deliver till Monday. So I got home on a Friday, had the whole weekend, woke up. I didn't even have to wake up early on that Monday, which was the 19th. And because you could just get there between 8 and 10. So deliver any time between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. After that, I took the rest of the day off because I had scheduled maintenance for my truck to be done in northwest Arkansas that Wednesday. So it's not like I needed to hurry up and rush and get back on the road. I had already another Waco load set up for me to pick up that Tuesday morning. So I got to hang out the rest of the day at home, went to the gym, woke up Tuesday, left at about 7 a.m., got up to Waco, you know, close to nine, swapped trailers, headed myself back up to Noel, Missouri to drop that trailer off. And I dropped it off Wednesday morning, and then I went straight to the TLG Peterbilt in Lowell, Arkansas. So we bought our truck from a TLG dealership. There's about a dozen locations, I want to say, throughout the country. None in Texas, though. Hopefully one soon. In Texas, we have Rush Peterbilt near us. They're another kind of large truck dealer. And so I got there early. I set the appointment for 1 p.m. on Wednesday, the 21st. I ended up getting in, in there around 10 a.m. because, you know, you never know. It's not like I had anything else to do for a standard oil change in p.m. Now, I was told that this engine specifically, you can go up to 50,000 miles before you need to get the oil change. However, this summer has been hot. I have gone up some mountains in the Pacific Northwest. I have put it to work on some long hauls going all the way up to Connecticut, doing those trips down to Florida, you know, some 1500 mile treks. So I've definitely put in some work on the motor. Um, it does have 577,000 miles on it as of right now. So I'm j I just played it smart. We had just put less than 30,000 miles on it. I said, you know what? Now's a perfect time. Let's, let's, let's bring it up there. Let's bring it in. So I bring it in. Everything with the truck is looking good. Everything is in good condition. They do all the air filters, everything, run through the checks. They found one minor problem. The oil pan underneath the motor had a small crack in it, and it was leaking a little bit of oil. Now, when it comes to trucking and when it comes to running any, any business, you need to always have your costs figured out. And the way Jay and I underwrote this business, we had our cost per mile figured out. We have it all on a spreadsheet and everything like that, and we budget certain cents per mile towards maintenance. So... Virtually, we've had the truck for 100 days, and up until that point, we've spent $0 of that maintenance money. We're very lucky. That's a, that's a large blessing. I go on a lot of Facebook pages. There are guys who, in a matter of months, could spend up to $10,000, and they're working off credit you know, to pay for the maintenance on their trucks. We are lucky. I feel as though we got a very good truck, um, but you know, regardless of the truck being good or not, just a small problem. This is a wear and tear thing, a small crack. It's going to happen over time. They gave us the price. The part was $650, and it's about a four-hour job, so it's going to be $600 worth of labor, plus the service. Everything total was going to be between $2,400 and $2,600. I was not that heartbroken about it because, like I said, we've ha we, we budgeted for this, and moments like these come in trucking, no matter what, period. No matter how well you take care of your truck, these things are going to happen. And then something clicked in my brain is the fact that we bought a motherfucking warranty. And so, because I was about to tell him, yep, go ahead and go fix it. And then I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I should go check what my warranty actually covers. And we got the best warranty you can get from Premium 2000. Covers the engine, 
engine components, transmission, and the after-treatment system. The after-treatment system being the diesel exhaust fluid system, which sprays the DEF fluid into the engine that cleans the emissions, which are what these newer trucks are required to have by law. I go under the bulleted list of engine components that it's going to cover. And, it, you know, there's like a couple dozen things in the engine components that it'll cover. And I go right to the O's, oil pan, boom. And so the only, so like it was a little bit of a double-edged sword though. So where I didn't have to pay for this oil pan to get fixed, you are now at the mercy of the warranty company. And when it comes to warranties with commercial vehicles, it's just like uh, filing an insurance claim with your car insurance company. So we had the problem, the shop needs to file the claim with the warranty company, send up a bunch of pictures and all this stuff. And then it goes to an adjuster and then he has to approve it. And long story short, I made a small YouTube video about it, but what ended up happening was there was just some miscommunication between the shop and the warranty company. And I kind of had to play middleman because things weren't moving as quickly <laughs> as I would have liked them to, because you know, days that in which you're sitting are days in which you're not making money. Uh, especially if you are an owner operator, the wheels aren't turning, you aren't earning. And so I basically figured out that the shop had sent up a file that wasn't the proper document type. Uh, it needed to be uploaded as an Excel or a PDF and they sent it up as something else, you know, boomer problems that they can't figure out. You know, they, they get mad at our generation millennials and stuff for xyz but they can't convert stuff to pdfs or whatever yeah i know i'm getting that from a meme but basically that's what happened and i had to figure that out and it took a while so the truck got up there wednesday morning and i wasn't back in it sleeping until 11 o'clock on friday night but look you got to take the good with the bad it, you know i saved myself over 1200 dollars uh it's not something i could have kept driving with it if i wanted to but the problem would have eventually gotten worse and i I could have been going up a hill and it could have just dumped oil over the road. So the key thing and the key takeaways from this lesson is to just do the right thing. You know, whether you're getting the oil change early or not, just, just go ahead and do it. If it needs to work, go ahead and do it. Now there is a mechanic we have in the central Texas area. I'll probably start going to him more for certain things and I'll connect with him more, but the dealership does offer certain things like warranty work that other mechanics can't. But lesson learned, other than that, all in all, I'm taking it as a net positive because we know we have a good truck. We're back on the road earning now. It sucked that I had to take a whole week. Luckily, I get to bill that week for two loads, the Ardall glass load and the Waco I brought up. So it's not like we're coming out at a negative for the week. So like I said, you when it comes to this industry, you must take the good with the bads and that brings you right up to where i'm at now so on saturday that morning i woke up because i slept in the parking lot of the dealership i got right on and i was immediately going to try to go look for work i had an empty trailer waiting for me 20 minutes up the road back at r and r and i would have picked up a saturday or sunday load and i was scouring and honestly there was just nothing good uh it was all paying like shit and it was all going far to like florida or back up to the Pacific Northwest area. And like I mentioned in the last episode, even though they might pay you decent going up there, that's not the game I'm trying to play because I'm trying to not pay a lot for fuel 
I'm trying to stick around closer to this region, and I, I got to make it back to Texas for an appointment I got on the 29th that I've put off three times already. So I need to get this one done. And uh, I've chased money enough to skip out on this appointment, so I'm not going to miss it this time. So I scoured loads on Saturday, the 24th, and boom, I, I, I found a few right on the Truck Smarter app. One C.H. Robinson, one from Nolan, and one of them picks up right in Frontenac, Kansas, and it is going down to Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And then from Paul's Valley, it's just south of Oklahoma City, I'm going to pick up in Oklahoma City, and that shoots me right back down to San Antonio for Thursday. And I might even try to find a Saturday load just so I can get back on the money, a Saturday or Sunday load. We'll see. Uh, I know that the Convoy Load Board app has a lot of good short hauls in my area that pay pretty decent. So we'll go from there. But that's where I'm at now. At time of recording, it is July 25th. I'm coming at you live from the Flying J in Joplin, Missouri. Sometimes when I record, you know, I record when I drive. And this is finally one of those rare moments I can sit down and actually have a calendar in front of me. So that way I don't have to kind of jump all over the page or stop recording and, and, and go over it again and figure out where I went. So it's good to actually sit down and just get this out and kind of have this conversation with you guys. But with that Let's hear a word from our sponsor over there at Keepers Only. This episode is brought to you by Keepers Only. Keepers Only is an eco-friendly and sustainable clothing brand out of New York. Guys, founder Derek Ciliota grew up spending his summers in Montauk, New York on the water. And at the young age of five years old, grew a deep passion for fishing. So much so that it inspired him to create this clothing brand today. With summer around the corner, you're going to want to get some of this apparel, guys. Hoodies, joggers, bucket hats, ball caps, and their very cool, comfortable fishing shirts. And if you're a trucker like me, those fishing shirts will actually come in handy because where sunlight and UV rays are good for you, you're behind the wheel of a truck and in this windshield. It's like being in a permanent greenhouse. Protect yourself. Fishing shirts from Keepers Only. And for all of you out there, you got to go to keepersonly.co and use promo code Lombard Trucking at checkout. That's keepersonly.co and use promo code Lombard Trucking to get 15% off your order. And we're back. So earlier in the episode, I mentioned the Truck Smarter Load Board app, and it's one that I've been using a lot to book many of my most recent loads. I only found out about this app through another YouTuber whose name is Just Truckin', and right on his videos, it would show him scrolling through the app, picking his loads, planning his route. And what I loved the most was the transparency of it. It gave accurate pickup location, drop-off, appointments times, shipper notes, receiver notes. It was transparent on the price. You can see a little bit of that on one of my YouTube videos, the video I made of me going from Fort Smith down to the Keys. I kind of show you scrolling through the app a little bit how I was looking for loads that would get me out of Florida. I'm not trying to discredit any of the other load boards out there. DAT and Truck Stop are still probably king when it comes to the supply of loads that they have available and the number of brokerages that they work with. They're good at showing you things like the 15-day market, contract rates, spot market rates. However, they still lack that transparency of having those good notes, which include 
pick up location and time, drop off location and time, which are key components in how you route plan, which make the overall day-to-day -day of an owner operator better. That is what TruckSmart is trying to do. They want to make things better. These guys are young. They are hungry. They only started in 2021. Hey, since I'm signed on to use their app, I get push notifications sent to my phone whenever they make an update. I get push notifications whenever they've added new brokers onto the app. I just recently started getting text messages. They have live chats every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time with owner operators, the CEO of the company and their entire development team to just brainstorm about what drivers want, what the development team's doing, talking about all things over the road, freight, stuff that I talk about on this podcast, stuff that I talk about on YouTube. They want to know about this stuff. In our live chat, I had a conversation with the guys from Truck Smarter telling them about the three bills on the House of Representatives right now. They, these guys don't know any of this stuff going on. They are, you know, they're focused. They got a goal. They got their own business trying to grow. So they kind of keep some of the politics out. And so when they see that there's other things going on in the industry that can have an effect, they know that the, it can have an effect on their business, you know, going better. So that says a lot to me right there as a business. So that's why I'm giving these guys a free shout out um, because they absolutely deserve it because their mission, it runs perfectly parallel with mine. And I'm going to read verbatim what they have on their LinkedIn because it matches up to exactly what I'm trying to do. Logistics is one of the single largest industries in the world, eight to $12 trillion globally, $2 trillion in the US. A single percent of improvement drives profound change to every corner of the world. From the cost of our goods to the livelihoods of our local communities to even the impact on our environment. At Truck Smarter, we believe that to transform the industry, we must focus first on truck drivers. Trucks move 71% of freight in America and represent nearly 6% of the American workforce. However, despite the industry being one of the greatest levers of innovation throughout history, it is deeply fragmented and structurally misaligned. Our mission is to empower truck drivers' lives and by doing so, build the future of the industry. Join us. That's fucking badass right there. That's that shit that fires me the fuck up. That is extreme fucking ownership. That is integrity at the highest level. They are getting into business with the intent of helping others. They're not just going into business to say, we want to build the best app or we want to be the best or we want to make money. They want to make the best app because they know that yes, where it may be very profitable to make the best app, who knows, maybe it might not. Maybe DAT always reigns supreme over them. So that's a risk they're taking. But at the risk of making the best they can, at the end of the day, they wanted to help an entire industry. So if they succeed, they know I succeed. And if I'm succeeding, that means the consumers are going to succeed. Because when it's as fucked up as it is right now, what do we get in return? We get inflation. We get high turnover. We get higher gas prices. So doing something is better than doing nothing. These guys want everyone around them to win. They have all connected with me on LinkedIn. They want to be in touch. They want to stay in contact. That is their mentality. That's my mentality because that's where I'm at now. If I want to win, I want everyone around me to win, whether I even know whatever it is you're doing or what you're getting into. Because if you win, that means I win. Because when I see you win and when I see other people win, it fires me the fuck up to do what I've got to do.
Now, I got a lot of good feedback on what I on what I talked about in last week's episode. So I really just wanted to leave it out with this. Because when it comes to why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm fighting for the trucking industry and why I give a shit, because I got a lot of people who are saying, why? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Wrong question to be asked. You should be asking, how can I help? What can I do? If not, you're wasting my time. But in regards to what I was talking about last episode, this is something that has stuck out to me a lot because it is the truth, whether you believe in him or not. But Jesus has commanded us to defend the weak, protect the poor, and fight for hurting people. There are a lot of people around the world right now and in our country who are hurting, who are vulnerable and need us to fight for them. That means we got a pretty fucking big job to do, one that matters. So I'm going to go out and get it the fuck done because there's a lot of truckers right now that are hurting. There's a lot of people out there who are alone and afraid and they don't know what's going on. So that's what I'm doing. I want them to win because if they win, I win. Thank you guys once again for listening. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. Go out there. You can find me on all the socials. You can track my day-to-day, Instagram, TikTok. I'm dropping YouTube videos. All the same name, Lombard Trucking. But one last thing before I let you go. I had a gentleman reach out to me today, a good friend of mine from high school. Now, I don't think he listens to the podcast, and we haven't spoken directly outside of social media for a few years. He's very motivated and keen on starting his own business and working for himself possibly with some box trucks or sprinter vans. And at the end of our conversation today, he said he really appreciated our friendship and knew that if he ever needed to talk, that I'd be here.